What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So for the last couple of episodes, I was telling you about the Ananarabi and what they found in ancient Tibetan and Egyptian manuscripts relating to kind of like the beginning of time on Earth and the beginning of the human civilization. I was just kind of talking about how a lot of the stuff that the Ananarbi reported finding in these manuscripts sounds very similar to a lot of ancient religions on Earth and even current religions. So what I'm going to do now is tell you about a legend that the Hopi people have regarding the ant people. So a little bit about the Hopi tribe before we get into the legend. The Hopi primarily live on the Hopi Reservation in northeastern Arizona. There are about 19,338 Hopi in the United States. Historically, they were referred to as Pueblo people because they lived in villages and the Spanish conquistadors met them and in Spanish, Pueblo means village. The current Hopi are descended from the ancestral Puebloans who constructed large apartment house complexes and had advanced culture that spanned the present-day Four Corners regions of the United States. The word hoppy is believed to mean behaving one, one who is mannered, civilized, peaceable, polite, who adheres to the hoppy way. Some sources contrast this to other warring tribes that subsist on plunder. So the legend I'm talking about today comes from what I just described as the ancestral Puebloans, the ancestors to the current day Hopi people in the United States. According to Hopi legend, the ant people saved the Hopi people twice during the fire, volcanic eruption, asteroid strike, and ice age. During these devastating events, the ant people civilization hid the Hopi people in their underground caves and provided them with food and water. The legends portray the ant people as generous and hardworking, who also taught the Hopi the secrets of storing food for a long period of time without spoiling. In February, the Hopi people perform a sacred dance ceremony called Pawamu in the ceremonial dwelling of the Kiva. The ceremony is dedicated to a god named Anu Sinom, who long ago taught the Hopi how to grow beans and save them from hunger. At the same time, there's an interesting coincidence with the fact that there's a Babylonian god of the same name, Anu, and that the ant, quote-unquote ant, in the Hopi language is also Anu. The phrase Anunnaki, which is translated from the Hopi language as ant friend, is surprisingly similar to the Sumerian word Anunnaki, which means creature that came to earth from heaven. Hmm... Ant people were probably known in ancient Egypt as well. In any case, some researchers of anomalous phenomena believe that the unusual, narrow, and elongated head of Pharaoh Akhenaten, whose shape is strange even for ancient Egypt, is similar to the head of an ant. One more fact, which may just be a coincidence or perhaps an ancient connection. The Egyptian word Sahu means Orion stars. And in the Hopi language, the same word Sahu means stars. And the most important star for the Hopi was the star of the constellation Orion. So yeah, there are just some strange links there with uh, the civilizations that supposedly never had any type of contact and lived, you know, tens of thousands of miles away from each other. 
So that's just one. If you actually go and look, you'll find a lot of similarities to the stuff I was talking about in the NNRB episodes. But that's about it for that mythology. We are moving on now. So a few weeks ago, I was telling you about the disappearance of Gabby Petito. This was like when it first happened, nobody knew what the deal was or where this girl had gone. Unfortunately, she was murdered by her stupid little bitch-ass boyfriend. But check this out. Another woman was murdered who was doing a van life thing by her partner, who was her 41-year-old husband, Joseph Perlazzo. He confessed to killing his wife, Emily Ferlazzo, who's 22, while they're traveling in the small bus they had converted. The New Hampshire police say he's been charged with first-degree murder, and he got arraigned yesterday. So apparently, this fucking guy did some almost the same bullshit as that Brian dipshit. He basically killed this girl and then shows back up at home without her and didn't think anybody was going to be like, hmm... Where's that uh, chick of yours? You know, your wife, Emily? Yeah, didn't think anything about that. So her parents are like, what the fuck? Where is our daughter? And he's like, oh, she just bounced out and left me. So they call the police. And eventually, the police locate the camper van. And when they get inside, they find Emily has been shot in the head twice and dismembered. Yeah, no fucking shit, dismembered. So apparently, this fucking guy... He's telling police that they had gotten into an argument, well, in Vermont, and apparently they were there to celebrate their one-year anniversary. So he's saying they got into an argument. He's saying that she punched him a couple of times and then went to go lay down in the bed. And then at that point, he decided to get a handgun, go lay on top of her and shoot her twice in the head. After that, he drove 60 minutes away to have lunch with her sister. He then drove the van to a friend's house 60 miles away. So between 12 and 15 hours after he killed his wife, he then used a handsaw to cut Emily's feet, legs, arms, and head from her body and just left the body parts and trash bags inside the motorhome. So not only does this fucking guy kill this girl, he returns to the property that they shared with her parents and didn't think anything of it. Like, nobody's going to think this is suspicious, Joseph. Not at all. Apparently, the police are saying the relationship did have a history of domestic violence, and Emily's mom reported she had been seen with scratches and bruises three or four times. The police said they considered the case suspicious from the start. Apparently, during all of this, too, their dog had been reported missing, but they ended up finding the dog with one of Joseph's friends. So yeah, here we have another fucking man that can't control his temper and decides to off his girlfriend. I don't know, I think that van life shit is causing extra tensions as well too. I mean, you're stuck in this little ass van traveling and that can be stressful. And you have some fucking dude that can't handle stress and acts like a psycho little bitch and lashes out. I mean, that's a recipe for all bad. So yeah, I don't know. This case hasn't really gotten much attention. Not like the Gabby Petito case. But hopefully this guy gets charged with first degree murder and they fucking throw the book at him. I highly doubt Vermont has the death penalty or New Hampshire has the death penalty. But we can all hope. So now, before we move on to my little what YouTube has banned today segment, I need to tell you about Instagram and their latest fucking blocks on my account. So I think it was last week I was telling you guys about how if a new follower tries to follow my account, they get a warning talking about how bad I am. 
Well, now you can't even put me in mentions. Like if you want to mention me on somebody else's post, you'll get a little message that says, Vanished in the Valley can't be mentioned because it has repeatedly posted content that goes against our community guidelines on false content about COVID-19 or vaccines. Fucking hilarious. Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. My most recent fact check was of a screenshot from the FDA themselves. Like, I didn't just fucking make this shit up in my head. I literally went and got a screenshot from a PDF document from the FDA. And it listed that in October 2020, they were aware of a big-ass list of side effects. So I literally just posted that. I didn't steal a meme from anybody else. It was some shit I went and did it myself. Well, I got a fact check this morning talking about how Pfizer never reported any of those side effects to the FDA. It's like, you dumb, blind motherfuckers, did I say anywhere anything about Pfizer reporting shit to the FDA? No, no. I said the FDA was aware of these side effects back in October of 2020. And that's just what Instagram does, because every single time you get a fact check like that, they can ding your account and lower your account reach and just fuck with you in general. I've got so many fact checks that have nothing to do with the posts that I have put up. I got a fact check last week where it literally on the front says false, but then you click it, it says true. We've had to correct this story because there is an elite conference happening in Italy later this month. So it's all just a bunch of bullshit. And at this point, I'm not even going to like try to reopen a different account over on Instagram. I mean, it's cool, and I like getting information to people that otherwise probably wouldn't be exposed to a different side to the narrative, but come the fuck on, there's only so much bullshit my account can deal with. It's like it's only getting out to like 10 to 20 accounts per post at this point. I'm just kind of wondering, why don't they just ban my entire account like they did last year? So I'm sure they got some bullshit, the reason why they're not banning me. I'm, I'm sure they got some fucking shady shit on the reason why not. So, yeah, that's Instagram for you. Now on to the YouTube bans. So as of today, they have banned the word freedom. Like, you can't put that in your comments. If you do, then whoever has made the post you're commenting on has to actually go approve the comments. And as of yesterday, they removed a video about the CIA's remote viewers and their drawings of reptilians after physically perceiving them through remote viewing. So I'm not sure why they've decided to remove it, but I was able to get a couple screenshots before that was done. And on the screenshot, it has a picture of one of the remote viewers. And there is some kind of a seal on the dock, but I can't see like what office the seal is for. And on it, it says purpose to provide an overview on remote viewing, focusing on definitions, operations, management, participation, benefits, primary and secondary methodologies. Categories of taskings, type of targets, and operational methodology. On the right side of the document are four pictures of these quote-unquote reptilian things. They literally look like the OG creature from a black lagoon, like no shit. So what they say, figure four, illustration of interdimensional beings. And then below that, they have like a profile of one of these beings next to a human to show how tall they are in comparison. Now, I'm not sure why they removed this video because these documents have been declassified by the CIA and they are available in their vault for anybody to go check out. But who knows? See, fucking YouTube is just as bad as Instagram and Facebook. They're on one too with the censorship. 
But now that video's been removed and it makes me fucking wonder why. The word freedom is banned. It's literally this dystopian fucking nightmare where half the people don't even realize what's going on. Their heads are so far up their asses, it might be completely screwing the rest of the population. And everybody thought that this whole dog torture shit with Fauci was finally going to make the sheep and the media turn against him. No such luck. The media is still kissing ass just as much as ever. Netflix seemed to forget to include the part where he let sand flies eat the faces off beagle puppies. But it's all good, you know. Fauci is God. He knows best. Trust the science. And so many of these millions of motherfuckers are going to trust this guy and line up their children now to get these vaccinations. Fucking clown world extraordinaire. And another crazy part is I don't know if these parents fucking realize this, but a bunch of the people that were on the FDA committee that just decided to approve these fucking jobs for children, most of them have these connections to Pfizer. Like the acting chair, Arnold S. Monto. He was a paid Pfizer consultant. We have Myron Levine, who has mentored U.S. postdoctoral fellows, and one of his protégés happens to be Raphael Simon, the senior director of vaccine research and development at Pfizer. We have James Hildreth, who's a temporary voting member. He made a financial interest disclosure for this meeting in which he disclosed more than $1.5 million in relevant financial interests including his work as president of Mayhari Medical College, which happens to administer Pfizer coronavirus vaccines. We have Greg Sylvester, who previously served as a vice president for Pfizer vaccines, where he launched Pfizer vaccines, including one for kids. We have Gita K. Swami, who is listed as a chair of Independent Data Monitoring Committee for Pfizer Group B Streptococcus vaccine program. That's just a sample of a few of them. There were others with Pfizer connections as well, but you get the fucking idea. Every single major news channel also happens to be sponsored by Pfizer. Has anybody seen a fucking connection? Congress has millions of dollars invested, personal money invested in Pfizer and Moderna. Nobody thinks that's crazy. The fucking Pope, the Vatican, have money invested in Moderna. And now he is coming out in support of the jab. Fucking follow the money. It's crazy. And now let's go. Brandon is telling everybody to get their fucking pets vaccinated for coronavirus. I don't know if he's going to then follow up with there isn't a reliable coronavirus vaccination for animals. It's super controversial. It's always been controversial, even before Kabobo 19. But apparently he's not going to tell that to anyone. And I'm not sure if the vets will either, because that's a business. They're there to make money, and unless you actually have somebody that gives a shit about animals, they're just going to take your money. Cats, coronavirus causes a terrible disease process called feline infectious peritonitis, which is 99% of the time fatal. So I don't know what the fuck Let's Go Brandon is talking about. Now before we move on from the Kabobo jobs... I need to tell you guys about the vulvar aphthias ulcers, and in English that like means vagina ulcers, that are being caused by the jabs. And I just actually read a study from the Journal of Pediatric and Adolescent Gynecology. No shit. So before we even continue, let's clear up what exactly the vulva is. The vulva consists of the external female sex organs. 
The vulva includes the mons pubis, labia majora, labia minor, clitoris, vestibular bulbs, vulval vestibule, urinary metis, and the vaginal opening, hymen, and some other glands. <laughs> so now that we got that cleared up, apparently a 16-year-old girl went and got the jab because peer pressure, mom and dad are dipshits, and apparently two days after that, had to go back to the doctor. So the doctor said this 16-year-old girl developed agonizing sores in her vaginal area alongside with a fever, fatigue, muscle aches. And it all started within 24 hours of having the Pfizer jab. Two days later, she had to go to the emergency room and all the given antibiotics, she did not improve. The lesions in her vulva had a necrotic flesh rotting ring and were leaking fluid. They were exquisitely, and this is, <laughs> this is in quotes, they were exquisitely painful. Yeah, no shit, doc. Her labia were also swollen, according to the Journal of Pediatric and Adolescent Gynecology. Tests showed the teen did not have COVID or herpes, causing the doctors there to believe it was the jab. Of course, they're like coming out first fucking like three sentences in this journal talking about it's totally rare. We've never heard of anything like this ever happening. Totally, totally fucking rare. I don't care if it happened one in a billion times. I don't want flesh rotting ulcers anywhere near my genitals. And now this poor 16 year old girl is dealing with this. And we're about to mandate this shit for children, like literal, uh, little ass kids, you guys. Get your kids in fucking homeschool. If you're in California, you need to get on that shit, stat style. Everywhere else, look into it because it's probably coming your way. However California goes, so goes the nation. And speaking of California, I need to tell you guys about this whole California condor situation going on. So the California condor, it's a huge ass bird native here to California. And since 1983, when the number of California condors in existence was a mere 22, biologists had been carefully breeding the birds in captivity. So they kept track of whose mom was who, whose dad. It was kept meticulously for decades. The whole program kept meticulous records on parentage. All of it's logged in the official California condor quote-unquote study book. But check this out. A couple of years ago, some scientists conducting DNA tests as a part of routine research found two condors with unexpected paternity. The two birds, which they have labeled as SB260 and SB517, did not have the fathers recorded in the study book. Actually, they had no fathers at all. A full 100% of their DNA had come from their respective mothers. What in the parthenogenic fuck do we have going on here? So somehow, unexplainable by science at this point, the eggs fertilized themselves. It's been documented in snakes, lizards, sharks, rays, and bony fish, both in captivity and more recently in the wild. But this is the first time that scientists have discovered that with California condors. And I don't know, California condors were always like a huge deal here. I've always known about them like my entire life. It was just a crazy big deal. I remember recently, like within the last 10 years, driving on Highway 80 and you would see them. I've seen them a couple times. So, I mean, it's cool. I don't think at this point they are endangered. They're out of the whole endangered species list. 
but they've got all this information and nobody knows. Nobody knows what caused it or if it's going to happen again because these two specimens weren't hatched from the same mother. One was hatched at the San Diego Zoo Safari Park in 2001, and he died two years later after being released into the wild. Apparently, he always kind of had health problems. They reported he was small and did not integrate well with other birds. The other male was hatched at the Los Angeles Zoo in 2009. He had a curved spine and trouble walking. They never released him into the wild, and he died in captivity at about age eight. Usually, condors will live for decades. So obviously, there was some serious health issues going on with those, too. And at this point, the origins of parthenogenesis are not even really understood in like a mechanical term. One reoccurring pattern is the obligatory parthenogenic lineage are often of a hybrid origin, but not always. I mean, if you look around, like actually pay attention and look for it, you'll see there's anomalies and unexplained phenomena in the natural world that nobody's even begun to try to explain. And it almost seems like certain subjects you can't even investigate at all. Like Bigfoot, for example. You go and try to get a grant or try to get, you know, any type of funding or support from a mainstream university or something for, say, a Bigfoot study. Nine and a half times out of ten, you're going to get laughed the fuck out of your profession. So there's definitely a concerted effort on who knows part to stop the study into certain subjects, to not even try to explain other subjects, just like skip over it, memory hole people, or people just don't give a fuck in the first place. They're just like, whatever, Kim Kardashian's got big tits. Let's go get some McDonald's. So before I get out of here for this week, I wanted to tell you about some of the stuff I noticed last week when I was researching the information for the Ananarbe episodes. So I was typing in like Icarus and Iron Planet. I wasn't really expecting to find anything on Bing or DuckDuckGo or whatever, but I wasn't expecting to find a Hollywood movie and a video game kind of crazily similar to the stuff I was talking about, just based on there's a planet named Icarus and these people are trying to survive it. And there's actually a website called Surviving Icarus. So if you go to try to research any of that, you're going to get like Wonder Woman 1984 to some other fucking website about some shitty movie. So if there are any search results, they are so buried, I wasn't even able to find them. But I thought that was very interesting. It just reminded me of when Wonder Woman came out, right around when everything started to go downhill dystopian style here. And, you know, Wonder Woman 1984 came out. So when you typed in 1984, say, to Bing, or if you used it as a hashtag, something like that, you would immediately get brought to Wonder Woman fucking website about the movie. It just made it that more difficult to research the actual subject you were looking for. Speaking of Hollywood, I'm sure everybody's at this point in life heard about Alec Baldwin fucking killing one woman and injuring another person on the set of the movie Rust. Well, check this out. I don't know if this is 100% true. I've seen it reported on two different websites. I personally have not been able to confirm it. But it's being reported that the director of photography killed by Alec Baldwin was attached to a controversial upcoming documentary about alleged pedophile rings in the entertainment industry. And Alec Baldwin was a known associate of Jeffrey Epstein. 
Hmm, that's not suspicious at all, guys. Not at all. So the last thing of the day, I'm going to give you this little gem from Bloomberg.com. The title is Vaccinated People Also Spread the Delta Variant. Year-long study shows. People inoculated against COVID-19 are just as likely to spread the Delta variant of the virus to contacts in their household as those who haven't had the shot, according to new research. A year-long study of 621 people in the UK with mild COVID-19. Scientists found that their peak viral load was similar regardless of vaccination status. And that's according to a paper published Thursday in the Lancet Infectious Disease Medical Journal. The analysis also found that 25% of vaccinated household contacts still contracted the disease from an index case, where 38% of those who hadn't had shots became infected. So it's like if the mainstream media rag Bloomberg is now reporting that the vaccination literally isn't doing shit, you can still spread it just as much as an unvaccinated person. What is the point of vax passports? Why are we going to test the unvaccinated when it's now proven in this study and multiple others that the people that have been jabbed can also pass it along? Apparently, some medical staff that have been vaccinated are no longer going to be tested for COVID. I'm just like, are you fucking out of your minds? You're so worried about this quote unquote terrible coronavirus disease. But we fired a bunch of medical people during the pandemic and we're not testing people that have been vaccinated, even though it's a fact they passed it along too. So I don't know what else is going to happen in the clown world. At this point, literally nothing would surprise me. That is about it for this week, guys. For everyone that requested a copy of the Soviet classified documents, I think I got them all out as of today. And if I already didn't ask you guys, when you get done reading it, shoot me a line because I want to bounce some ideas off you guys. I have to thank Texas and Washington and California. You guys are what's up. You guys are still my top three. Texas took back the second spot from Washington. So that's what's up, guys. Neck and neck. So like I always tell you, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.